the things that we do will glorify him. Sometimes, uh, sometimes some people, you know, they, you know, people are watching us, you know that, especially if they know we're Christians, they're definitely watching us. You're a leader. You're a leader if you, if you know it or not, right? Well, this morning, um, I'm going to speak to you guys, um, a little bit from the word of God, of course. Um, but, um, I titled my message agreement and you know, I all week long when I'm trying to, when I'm thinking, okay, God, what do you want me to, what do you want me to talk about here? It just seemed like this word agree or agreement just continued to kind of, um, just pop up and show up in places and I'd think about it and, but I'd be like, you know, I had other ideas. I had other ideas that I thought maybe that I wanted to speak on and, uh, but just agreement just kind of kept, um, coming up to me. And, um, and finally when I thought, okay, I guess that's going to be it. Um, I said, I guess it kind of fits because I mean, that's kind of what we're doing here. Right. I mean, that's, we're here, right. For uh, in agreement, right. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and get on in since Pastor Marvin didn't give, give me very much time. Just, just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. And uh, we're going to look at 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 10. And I'm going to read out of the, um, I think this is the English Standard Version, I believe is what it is, ESV. And it says, I appeal to you. And this was Paul the Apostle, of course, writing to the Corinthian church. I appeal to you, brothers, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be united in the same mind and the same judgment. Now, I, I know when I read that scripture, my mind has a hard time with that. Because I'm thinking, how in the world are we all going to agree? Right? I mean, there's there's a lot of wills in this place. Right? I mean, sometimes it's hard for a husband and wife to agree, you know. I mean, there can be, you know, there can be some, there can be some major head button going on. But the word says here that we can. We can all agree. And we're going to this morning. We're going to agree. Matthew chapter 18, and I just want to show you kind of the, the, um, the power of agreement. Matthew 18, I'm going to read verses 18 and 20, and this is out of the Message Bible. Listen to how it puts it. Take this most seriously. A yes on earth is yes in heaven. A no on earth is no in heaven. What you say to one another is eternal. I mean this. When two of you get together on anything at all on earth and make it a prayer, make a prayer of it, my Father in heaven goes into action. And when two or three of you are together because of me, you can be sure that I'll be there. Now, that's pretty powerful. He says anything that you agree on, God goes in, God goes to work, and it'll be done. Anything that we agree on. And it, and it says two. It says any two of you, but what if a whole bunch of us are agreeing? It almost like the power is almost, to me, it almost seems like the power would be even greater if a bunch of people agree. And no doubt that's true. I mean, if you had two people agreeing on something, that's pretty cool. But what if you had a million people agreeing? I mean that can change that can change the world really fast. Now, two people can change the world real fast. Two people. It don't take me don't take much. Really it just takes me and Jesus, right? Or you and Jesus. 
And we can change the world. We can't do it. Okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and get on into my message. And my first point this morning is healthy. And the I have a, I have four different points this morning, and these points that I'm that I'm saying here are some things that Pastor Marvin has been talking to us about. If you've if you've hung around Pastor Marvin in it all for the last few weeks, you've probably heard him say some of these things. And um, these are some things that he's just in just when he's talking to God that he felt like that this was some things that we should be be focused on this year and be um, just focused on it and that it should be things that we want to, to get to do this year. And really, I don't think it's just this year. I think it's from now on. Let's just do that, all right? These are some things that we're just going to do. Um, and I want you guys to take this individually, but I also want you to take it as being a part of this body. And I also want you to take it as being a part of a part of the body of the church of the world, all right? So however this uh, this appeals to you, however this, you know, however you take this, then apply it to your life. Um, you know, anytime that you guys, anytime that we ever get up and we, we hear a message, we should go pray about it and say, God, how, how do you want to deal with this? How do you want to deal with me about this? Because some, some, you know, some people might hear one thing, somebody else might hear another. Well, and you know what? It, a lot of times it's limited to the speaker, like today, me. Sometimes it may just be a little bit limited to me, but you know what? God's not limited. So if you'll take the scriptures that I'm going over this morning, you pray to God about these scriptures, and God, how does this, how does this apply to me? Okay? And you guys will kind of see a little bit of that as we go on. I don't know why my screen keeps moving, but it keeps moving. But Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 is what we're going to look at. And I was going to read verses 11 through 16, but I'm going to just shorten it just a little bit. Um, I think I'm going to start off somewhere, um, verse 15. But basically what this scripture is saying, these scriptures are saying is, it talks about how that God, that Christ gave us gifts, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. And he gave those people to us to build us up. Um, verse 12 says their their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. And I'm going to skip on down. It says so that we can become more mature and not like children, uh, you know, just blown, blown around by any wind of doctrine. In verse 15 it says, Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts to grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. And Pastor Marvin has been saying this, that healthy things grow. Healthy things grow. Uh, he talked about him planting some flowers and the ground wasn't healthy. So the flowers didn't do well. They, they died. And so we want to be healthy individually. We want to be healthy as a church. We want to, we want to grow that's an important thing. And, um, you know, the thing that was on my heart when I when I kept studying this and kept thinking about this being healthy is that the word prepare and plan kept kept coming up to me. Um, at the beginning of last year, Vicky and I, uh, we took on part-time jobs. And, yes, it was, yes, it got us out of debt. I mean, it helped us get out of debt. 
um, we paid our house off last year. And yeah, it was like we we yeah we we had like we owed like forty two thousand dollars on our house. So within like ten months, we paid off forty two thousand dollars. I mean, it, I was telling Vicky, I, I said it was pretty awesome that we paid off twenty thousand dollars worth of debt. And she goes, Bobby, it was forty two thousand. I couldn't believe I couldn't even believe it. I thought, whoa! I I mean, it was like I I couldn't believe it was that much. But we, yes, we did it to get out of debt, but we did it mostly because we knew it's what God wanted us to do. Because we've been hearing that. We've been hearing that over and over and over for the last, I don't know how many years. You know, just get out of debt. And uh, it's a God thing. I think it is a God thing. Just get yourself out of debt. And we also did it so that we would have more income, more money, that we could put towards doing things in the church. Yeah, we got out of debt, you know, got out of some debt. But it was so that God can have more freedom with our money to do what he wants to do with our money. And so I just want you guys to plan. I'm not saying you get a second job. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying ask God what, how he would have you to plan that your life would be healthy, that your family would be healthy, that that you would be able to help the church be more healthy. Y'all understand what I'm saying? All right, let's go to our second point this morning. Our second point is better. Pastor Marvin wants us to be better. God wants us to be better. I think in your own heart you want to be better, right? We all do. This, the scripture that I'm going to look at is Psalm 119, verse 72, and I'm reading out of the King James Version on this verse. But it says, The law of your mouth is better to me than thousands of gold and silver. And what I want to ask you guys this morning is, is to just honor God's word over everything, over everything. You know, there's a scripture that Jesus said, if you don't put me above children, spouse, everything. And sometimes my mind has a hard time with that. Jesus said, you put me above your kids. Sometimes your mind kind of goes, you know, because you're like, but kids are important. But we still have to put Jesus first. He has to be first. The Word of God has to be first in our life. We can't put anything. And as I as I begin kind of thinking about this point here about being better and about putting the Word first, I kept getting, I kept thinking personal convictions. You know, there was a time in my life that I didn't think going to church was very important. Even when I was a Christian. I was born again. I accepted Jesus. But going to church was not really important to me. I didn't really have, y'all understand what I'm saying? And there was a time in my life that I didn't think prayer was very important. Like, if I prayed, okay. If I didn't, okay. There was a time in my life when tithing and giving offerings was not important. Even when I was a Christian. Y'all understand what I'm saying? And so, but then there came a day when God began dealing with me about that. But, you know, I don't think that if we're if we're not moving in that direction, I don't think he's going to deal with us. So we have to be getting in his word, and we have to be talking to him. You know, it's kind of funny that I think back, I think back a lot of times about when God began dealing with me about something, particularly, particularly I think about tithing. Um, I think I was in a church service. So I knew at least that I was at least somewhat trying to attempt to please God. You know, I've been going to church for a long time. But still God works on me all the time about personal conviction. Here here lately, God's been, here lately, in the last, I guess, year or two, God's really dealt with me about the Sabbath, about taking a day of rest. 
you know, it'd be where every day of the week I'd just be working. I'd just be work, work. You know, sometimes it'd be working at the at my job, but then he'd be doing other stuff. But I wasn't taking time to just rest. The Bible says God rested, and we need to rest. But the thing that I want you guys to get from this is just make sure that you're talking to God and you're you're being personally convicted by his word, and you're letting him deal with you about stuff. Because, you know, I can get up here all day long and I can say, hey, you need to do this, you need to do this. But if you've not talked to God about it and he's made it a conviction, you ain't going to matter. Because you're not going to do what I say. Hopefully you do what God says. That's really what's most important. But if you'll just give God a chance, then he will, um, he'll speak to you. Third point this morning is leadership development. And I'm, ro- I'm going to be reading out of Romans chapter 12. You guys, you guys doing okay this morning? Uh, New Living Translation is where I'm reading. Romans chapter 12. Let me look how much time I got. Um, Verse 8, I'll skip down to verse 8. It says here, if your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Each and every one of us are leaders. I read a scripture somewhere while I was studying this, and it said something to this effect, that without leaders, and I can't exactly remember how it said it, but but what I walked away with was without leaders, like the world is in trouble or something. The world is in trouble. or so, It was something like that. And I'm sure it was some, it wasn't, I'm sure it wasn't King James Version. That doesn't, that doesn't sound like King James Version. But, Without us, the world is in trouble. We've all been called, we've all, you know, some people read this scripture and they think, well, leadership ability is not my gift. Mine's one of the other ones. Like, (laughs) receiving gifts, is it in there? (laughs) It's not in there. (sighs) But, yeah. Food, food in there. But, it says if, if you have leadership ability, take it seriously. So I want you guys to, uh, again, make plans this year for yourself to grow. Um, you know, Pastor Marvin all the time is, is uh, he's all the time uh, going to seminars, conferences. And, you know, if you think, well, I'd like to do that, well, talk to Pastor Marvin. He knows about seminars that are going He even knows about seminars and things that are going on that he doesn't necessarily attend over different things. Uh, we have fuel every month. Hey, I, I know I know I'm talking to people probably that already go to fuel, but you know, do with it as you may. Another thing that I thought of as as I meditate on this on this point of leadership ability was to be a good follower. You'll never be a good leader unless you're a good follower first. You have to learn to follow first, and then you'll be a good leader. So grow yourself. Read books. The fourth point this morning is double. I think God wants us to double. And Pastor Marvin, you know, when, when he would talk to me about this, um, he would say to me, I remember him saying to me, not that not that everything that we do, you know, is going to double. Um, it'd be pretty hard to create another me. Thank you for that laugh. 
take a long time to create another me, wouldn't it? Um, but, you know, to grow, to at least grow in some areas, you know. And, and when he was talking to me about it, I immediately my mind went to the praise and worship team. It would be great if I, it would be great if I had two more drummers. Does anybody want to take drum lessons? It would be great if I had another guitar player. It would be great if I had another keyboard player. It would be great if I had, could you guys imagine if we had like five more singers up here? That would be awesome. That would be awesome. It would be so cool, right? So we want to try to to be growing in, in every, any area. And you guys take it as you will. And I'm going to, my, my last scripture I'm going to read out of Second Kings chapter 2. And this is talking about Elijah and Elisha. Evidently, Elisha was, they were prophets. These guys were prophets. And Elijah was kind of like the prophet in training, I guess you would. That's the way I read it. You know, Elisha was the man. And evidently, everybody knew Elisha. God was going to just take Elisha. And so people are like telling Elijah, hey, you're, you're, you know God's taking your master away. And, and I, like, I like what Elijah would say. He'd say, yeah, yeah, keep your peace. He's probably saying, okay, yeah, shut up, man. I know. That's Bobby version. And I won't read the whole thing because it is kind of lengthy. But um, but it says here in verse 9 that basically Elisha said to Elijah, he said, before I'm gone, is there something that you want? There's something that you want to ask of me? Pray. And Elisha said, I want a double portion of your spirit to be upon me. And in verse 10, um, Elisha said, you have asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if you see me when I'm taken from you, it will be unto you. But if not, it will not be. And it came to pass as they stood still. I'm on verse 11. Sorry about that. As they stood as they stood still. And it came to pass as they still went on and talked, that behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire. Why wasn't it a, why wasn't it a car of fire, I wonder? I've always thought that. And parted them both asunder. Be be pretty confusing to those guys reading it. A car? What's a car? <laughs> and it said Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven, and Elisha saw it. Aren't you glad that he saw it? Yeah. I'm glad that he saw. And he said, "My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof." And he saw him no more. And he took hold of his clothes and rent them in two pieces. He took up also the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and went back and stood by the bank of Jordan. And he took the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and smote the waters and said, where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he had also spent in the waters, they parted here and there, and Elisha went over. Basically, he, he did a miracle. He's part of the waters. But the thing that I want us to take away from this is, is, the, is the follower, the servant, was paying attention to his master. Notice that his master said, if you see me when I leave. So basically... That guy had to keep his eyes on his master. He had to keep his eyes on him and watch him. And me, you know what? There was a couple of times where even where even the prophet would say, "Hey, uh, why don't you just stay here? I got to go up to Jordan." And that his and the servant would would say, I, "I'm not going." In. I'm. Well, he said, "Wherever you go, I'm going." And I want to say to you guys that we we are also in that position with our pastors that we can keep our eyes focused on these folks and i don't ever mean to try to lift anybody higher than they that they should be 
But you know, Paul the Apostle, he was known to have said, follow me as I follow Christ. And we are to do the same for our pastors. And I'm talking about Pastor Marvin and Miss Patty here. That we can keep our mind, our eyes on them and follow them as they follow Christ. And um, I just wanted to say that um, the things that we see these people give importance to, we should give importance to that. Pay attention to what they're paying attention to and, and then follow them as God is leading us, okay? Well, let me pray. Father, thank you this morning we get to hear your word. We just honor you.